Hi, everybody. Happy episode three. We have made it to the the trilogy uh, prequel. Prequel? You know what? <laughs> I'm not good at this. Let me try this again. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, it is me, Vanessa. I am here with you. You are here with me. This is Processing the Process. Um, we're hanging out. We're chilling. You know, we're going to be talking about some stuff that, you know, whatever makes you feel a certain type of way. Um, that's great. If not, that's great, too. I, uh, I just personally believe that people should be a little bit more transparent about the experiences that they have um, with their own mental uh, illness and as well as what helps them, you know, approach every day with a new perspective and a new outlook. And um, <clears throat> I'm just here to just share that wealth, man. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, to be honest with you guys, I did record about 45 minutes of podcast content um, that I was pumped about editing and getting it up there uh, for Friday. But as you can tell, um, I'll be posting this Saturday instead, um, because you know what? Life's too short to be living on deadlines and feeling stressed out. So suck it, podcast people who have high standards. <laughs> That's just all I got to say. Anyway, um, I, I recorded a lot and I went to review it and I looked through it and listened to it and uh, I hated it. <laughs> It was, first of all, I was way too high, so there was just no coherence. Um, I mean, there was some great clarity moments, but there was a lot of just, um, I'd be I'd be talking about something, and then next thing you know, that, that, that th- thought and idea would just vanish in my head, and uh, I would think about something completely different. And that usually is what happens when uh, I get too high <laughs> to do anything. So this time around, we're cruising. We're hanging out. We're not too crazy. We're just buzzing. We're vibing. Um, and um, today we're just going to be talking about happiness. Happiness, man. And I think, listen, I don't understand. Let me, let me just, I'm going to put this out here and preface this, that everyone's happiness is unique to their own, just like the fingerprint that they have. It is designed, it is, you know, crafted for them specifically. So somebody else's happiness may not be what you define as happiness to you. Um, so with, you know, with that prefacing, you know, everything that we're going to be talking about today, I just, I want you to have that in mind. I don't want you to think that, you know, whatever I'm saying is the ultimate you know, qualifier for happiness. And what I do is, you know, uh, a universal solution for everybody. And to be honest, uh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. But everyone is so different. Everyone's so complex. Everyone's going through their own shit, you know, for one person that works for one person, it may not work for the other. Um, So, you know, I am not a spiritual guru. I am not one of those people that, you know, talk through my ass and, you know, I don't know, girl wash your face kind of content that has no follow through. Um, That's not my goal here. That's not what I aim to do. I am just merely seeking to have a one-sided conversation with you. Um, And that's, that's basically it, you know. 
Um, I also apologize. I say you know a lot. I am my father's daughter in that kind of aspect. Uh, my dad always says that. He is a Latino man who, uh, you know, in the process of trying to, you know, become Americanized, the, the, the phrase, you know, was just kind of slapped at the end of a lot of conversation pieces that my father has prepared uh, for socializing. And it mainly is just a buffer for when, um, A, <laughs> he doesn't really know what we're talking about, but he just wants to interject anyway, and he just put that at the end. Or it's just, um, even if he doesn't make any sense, he puts it at the end, he makes you figure that out for him. It's genius. It's genius. But in, in my regard, what I use it is more so filler because sometimes I am just steaming ahead with my ideas. And next thing you know, my brain just goes reset and I have to put that you know at the end to kind of catch my breath. You know what I'm saying? My mouth moves faster than my mind. It is ridiculous. Am I, <laughs> am I okay? I don't know. Are you okay? I don't know. It's just part of being a human, I guess. <laughs> Anywho, happiness is the term. Happiness is the, 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 I don't know, the topic of today. Happiness is what we're going to be talking about. Um, but um, to start, I'm just, I just want to uh, kind of talk to the people in the back. I'm talking to the people who... <clears throat> and, and those people who are in the quote-unquote back um, are those who are similar to me and the way that my relationship with my parents is is not a bad one but it's and it's not a great one it's like a good one like I think I mean I think it's it's really decent compared to many others that I've you know met along the way whose relationships with their parents were always a lot different than mine, <clears throat> but in this regard, um, it's so it's so hard to explain to people uh, my relationship with my parents um, because yes, there was a supportiveness and um, loving household, physical touch. You know, like that was part of our lives, but for some reason. I can only speak for myself. I'm not really sure if my sister can feel this way as well, but we almost felt like this kind of pressure to be perfect. And and we didn't really know who we were, and we tried to look for who we were through somebody else. And I, and I honestly think that kind of stems back to, you know, the point with my mom being, you know, a very faith-based kind of person, very Christian person. Um, and, you know, she made sure that that was part of us, like that was going to be a big part of us. But the problem here was that, you know, our faith growing up and then, you know, being becoming an adult and understanding who you are. Um, you, you start to come at a conflict with those things that you were taught or that you learned um, or that you just always knew um, when you were with your parents, living with your parents or, you know, before you like understood the world through your own lens kind of thing. 
for me, that conflict was always around that I really couldn't hone in on who I wanted to be. Um, And that was me, obviously, but I just couldn't see that. And instead, it was just um, a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt for you name it, you know, um, being not enough academically. So, you know, striving to overachieve in that kind of realm, Um, always trying to be the better sibling or the better, you know, child. Like I just needed to prove myself for some reason. Do not know why, but I just did over and over again. Um, And then I just kind of felt guilty along the way because I, for some reason, couldn't swallow the fact that people make decisions and from those decisions, you grow from them. Like you, you make, you experience things that maybe aren't that pleasant. Um, but because there's a part of you that needs to grow from it and help other people who are also going through that. Um, and I always understood the last bit, you know, the last bit of, you know, going through things and, um, you know, being able to share that story with other people so they wouldn't, you know, so that life isn't so lonely. You know, once you know somebody else is going through an experience similar to what you're currently experiencing, that's that's a bond. Um, and I understood that completely. But it's almost like you hold yourself to such a high standard that you almost put yourself in the position to fail yourself over and over again. And that was me. That was basically me. Um, You know, tie in insecurities, tie in, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence. Tie in, you know, what my, my own personal view on sex, relationships, um, worth, you know, the world. Um, It just didn't really give me a lot of outlets to kind of blossom from. Whether my family or my my parents understood that, you know, uh, guilting was almost poisoning me. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't think, like most parents, like they don't really know what they're doing until like years down the road kind of thing. Oh, I should have done this better or, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like we're all, when you have kids, you're all just, we're all just winging it. You know, unless you're like this woman, you know, man, unless you're someone who's like, for some reason, just a a person who is like really good at that, at parenting and their kids come out like fantastic, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Unless you're one of those, you know, having kids is just like a 50-50 role and you can teach them all you can, you can, um help direct them in a way that's beneficial for their lives. But in the end, it's it's that child's decision, um, what he or she, they, whatever they're going to do, that's up to them. You know, what they, the judgments that they make on life, like the things that they, you know, come to conclusions about in their minds, eventually, you know, some of those conclusions may be tested and then those conclusions change. So then... Basically, my I have it's weird. It's such it's so weird. I I have wonderful moments 
such wonderful moments where, you know, I didn't question these things that I'm, I'm questioning now. Like, I'm like, maybe I'm just reaching here, but, um, everyone does. Everyone has moments where things actually work and they're, and they're happy the way they are, the where, wherever they are, you know? Um, but then they look outside of that day. It's, you know, very consistent with how they currently feel. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't anyone's, it wasn't really, it wasn't anyone's fault here, which is crazy for me to say, and probably crazy for you to say, because if you're similar to me and, you know, you're in this weird divot, um, between the relationship with yourself and the relationship with your parents, if, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Like I almost had to cut some strings physically and um, figuratively speaking from my parents because what I started, you know, becoming was somebody who didn't want to let them down no matter what. And if that meant, you know, sticking a fork in whatever I want to do, if, if that meant giving up things, if that meant, you know, not experiencing things that'll probably change my life, giving, giving, you know, it, it made me make decisions based off of what they would think about them. And I know that's crazy, but for someone who wasn't a, wasn't a good home, you know, grew up okay. Um, but yet still turned out kind of not, but you, then you feel bad about it because why? I mean, other people have it so worse than me. You experience this thought process over and over again. After a while, it just gets tiring. It gets, you kind of get bored of it. It's, it's sickening. You kind of get sick of it. Bottom line was that once I entered my adult life, you know, when, when the gear started changing in my head, the realization set in that, oh, I'm my own person. I'm an adult who has to make a decision. I'm no longer, you know, passenger seat riding through life, okay? I am fully fully in control of <laughs> whatever is going to happen, um, which is like, it was that it's in itself was so hard for me to understand um, because I just kept living my life as if I was living my life with my parents, but then I'm always feeling guilty about the decisions I make. Um, and it wasn't until, it's actually, it wasn't, it wasn't until uh, I went to Oregon and I talked to a very close friend's mother about just, you know, life, what's going on with me. And, um, she said something that, you know, I've heard before from other people and then I just brush it off, you know, um, for myself. And I just, again, brush it off. Don't take that into consideration whatsoever. Um, and she, I remember she said, Vanessa, you're an adult. You're in charge of your life, your own life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you, you're in control. You're in the front seat. It's time, it's time you start realizing that. And I was like, oh my God, you're absolutely correct. There's no one to yell at you, okay? No one's going to yell at you. No one's going to make you feel guilty. 
about the things that you genuinely want to do for yourself that makes you happy, that, you know, makes you content, that you just want to do because you want to do because it's good for you. Nobody is going to take that away from you. Nobody is, you know, like, and that's where I had to get to realizing that my decisions based on whatever I want to do is mine and mine alone. And although someone can have an opinion on it, it doesn't change the way I feel about it. Maybe in in that 1% moment where, you know, they give, they express their opinion about something that's nothing pertaining to me specifically, but anything in general, and they're, a, they're able to convince me or sway my mind the other way. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Thank you for telling me that. You know, that was mind opening. Um, besides those things, I'm talking about the things that make you happy, um, the things that you want for your life, the things that have a positive impact on you and you just want to say yes to it. You know what I'm saying? That we're talking about. Um, and I think, I mean, even as an, I was as an adult right now, um, this is so silly. Oh my God, I'm an adult, right? I'm going to keep saying that I am. And it's more so me telling myself that I am, but also me telling you, you are an adult. There is nothing that your mother, there's nothing that your father, stepfather, stepmother could say to you that should have an ounce of meaning to stay within you. Okay. Now that might sound cold, but at the same time, it's like, if it's not benefiting me, if it's not making me feel good, if it's not be, it's not a positive thing that I want in my life, it's just going to melt off, you know? And that, that's still hard to grasp. I'm still grasping that, um, you know, that's still hard to grasp, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there unapologetically. For example, you know, when I, um, I went to Oregon, like I mentioned before, um, when I just graduated college and, um, I got back and I was absolutely on cloud nine cause I fell in love with the state. I absolutely love it. That is the end goal. Um, and when I came back and I expressed this, you know, blissfulness that I've experienced over there and the, the desire to want to go and to live there, um, the backlash the light backlash, more so passive backlash that I received from my family, um, extended, uh, extended included. It was like, it made me feel like I, it almost made me second guess how much that experience meant to me. You know what I'm saying? Like in, when I came back, I was like, that experience was absolutely amazing. I am so glad I went. This is phenomenal. I, my life has been altered in some way, shape or form. And then when I get back and, you know, you, you express these, you know, this excitement and then for someone to squash on it and then kind of pick it apart. Like it's, you know, like you've asked them to do that for you as if their opinion matters. And when I, and you know, I, I remember receiving this backlash and immediately you know, self-doubting myself and what I've experienced, you know, um, just one, I'm like, is it, is it that I have a good time when I was in Oregon because I was basically high all the time? Uh, you know, like it made me think that what I, whatever I experienced over there was just a figment of my imagination and I need to come back to earth and be in reality. 
and that wasn't it whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. But it's crazy that people can make you feel that way about the things that you like and that you want for yourself. It's annoying. I understand it's so annoying. It is the worst ever. Not only backlash, you know, people sharing their opinions, but also just, you know, guilt. You ever make decision, you made a decision based on what you want or whatever is inside you to make that decision for yourself. And someone's like, really? Are you sure you're going to do that? Why, why would you do that? Maybe like, maybe you should do something else then. And like, this is, this is in response to you like, Hey, I'm going to do this and being a hundred percent on it. No doubt in your mind, this is exactly what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is this instance. Um, (laughs) and then suddenly you just kind of feel guilty that you made that decision in the first place, you know? I'm going to be honest, I am going to be 25 years old and I've been living on my own um, for almost three, almost four years, um, three years maybe. And I still get incredibly anxious when I am over my boyfriend's apartment And, you know, I obviously have nowhere to go. Like, you know, I, I'm there for a reason. I'm not going to just like pop in for an hour and leave. (laughs) No, um, he's about an hour away from me. So that just wouldn't make any sense. But even, even without the travel, you know, I just like, we like spending time with each other. Um, you know, for, for example, the other, the other night I was hanging out with him and I felt like I had to go. Like, I felt like I had to leave or else somebody was going to yell at me for being late. Ugh, just talking about it makes my chest tighten. Because I just remember so many times, you know, um, when I was still dating my current my current boyfriend, that, um, you know, my parents would demand me to be home at a certain time. And this is probably like, my parents were super into, you know, asking me to be home by 10 o'clock, you know. Uh, which is real fun <laughs> because that was not always the, the best. But I realize other people probably had it earlier. So I, I was thankful for it. But at the same time, it was like I would always push the envelope because I just wanted to spend time with my boyfriend <laughs> um, uninterrupted, you know, like just spend time with him because I enjoyed his company. And they just they were more focused on the fact that I, you know, wouldn't come home at a certain time more so than I just really did enjoy this guy. And I still do. And maybe that's just very selfish of me to think it that way. But, um, to this day, I still, I still like worry that if I'm not home, even if I'm not back at my apartment at a certain time or day, you know, like someone's going to be mad that I've been gone for so long. Like I, I used to just, it used to have, I used to get shit about this all the time, all the time. And although they're not, you know, real psychologically twisting things that a parent could do to a child, um, 
it was still psychological enough that with repetition, it became part of this so like f- this normal sensation that I would get periodically, and my brain is just automatic pilot. Oh, this is the sixty days mark. Time to get anxious about not being home, <laughs> and actually, I get it more often than that. I would say like fifteen day mark. You know, every fifteen days, it just rears its head. I don't know why. Basically, bottom line here is that you're an adult and you'll live your life and that's that's it. You know, that's that's you. Um it's funny that uh, I I'm talking about this because I've talked I've talked about this topic several times with you know, several people within the last like maybe 5 4 years for yeah, I would say 4 years. Um, and like the evolution of me talking to them, um, has always been like, has just moved enough that like now it's like, I I can have this conversation with other people and actually give them concrete and positive, you know, suggestions or even verbal affirmations of who they are and what they should mean to themselves and how worthy worthy they are um, of themselves and and how amazing, you know, like just stuff to kind of hype people up. Um, you know, when people would talk to me about their parents, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so sucky. And then, like, that's it. But, like, now, you know, I'm able to kind of look through it and be like, hey, your mom's just guilting the crap out of you. And she still feels like she can do that to you, even though you're almost, you're in your middle to mid twenties, you know, late twenties. Um, and that's, that's false. You know, any parent who likes to exercise this guilt chip over you that extends a certain period of time, you know, I'm talking like from straight from the womb to like moving out. Uh, my mom like amazingly my mom stopped doing that you know she doesn't do that often um if anything it's more like passive kind of things but it doesn't happen often she I think she understands where I stand with her because now I see her as an adult and she sees me as an adult as well so like boom um but if any of you you know have a parent that that this behavior exceeds that given time you know that's you need to realize that that's, that's not okay. It's an exercise of control. You know, look at this parent or parents, you know, situation. When you're out of the house, you're no longer a part of that life. You know, there's a, almost sometimes there's a need and desire deep down that they want to still be relevant and they want to still help make these incredible decisions and, um, tell them what they're going to do even before they even know they're going to make that decision for whatever, you know, like that kind of parent. Um, honestly, it's no, that is someone who wants to exercise so much control because maybe whatever they're experiencing or their current situation could be spiraling it, spiraling itself, and in order to grasp onto reality and ground themselves, they have to reach out that hand to that child 
and ex- and, and exercise that control again. And and if you're like me, you know, um, and you're you know experience a certain behavior, it's kind of hard to cut the ties there and create a boundary for yourself. Um, and that's that's kind of what you have to do here. You know, this 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 person, this this parent in your life, if she she or he, if they are acting this way, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to finally realize yourself that you are an adult, that you are capable of making decisions and and judgments and um, you know, you're capable of being autonomous in every single way. That you don't need anybody. You don't need anybody's opinion to feel something, to feel, you know, secure and content. That's a hard thing to swallow. So, like, take your time with it because it's now, it's almost been a year and this is still hard to grasp for me. So this is something that's going to take time, you know, but tiny little exercises really do help. You know, exercising in, in, in advice to others, exercising it in, um, you know, tiny little moments in your life outside of that, that relationship. You're exercising it with other people that you're more comfortable with, that they see you as an adult. So it's easier to convey these, um, it's easier to convey these thoughts. You know, it's safer But I think the best thing for me, besides, you know, obviously <laughs> going to therapy, um, was create, learning how to create healthy and happy, or healthy, learning healthy boundaries. And we'll talk about those. We'll talk about those because I, that's, that's definitely a topic that I want to discuss and, and, you know, how to do it and, you know, effects of them and just like a fair warning, you know, it sounds like a great idea. It is a great idea. 10 out of 10 would recommend, but <laughs> the experience itself is very, uh, it's shitty. That's what it is. Cause it, it is, I also, I, I own, I I honestly believe that when you come to a big mile marker in your life that helps shape and transition you and gets you ready and gets you growing for where you need to be, when you get to those high peaks, those moments, right after following it also, you know, follows this very downhill peak where you're going to get a lot of the stuff that you're speaking speaking towards and speaking out on, you're going to get them coming right back into you, um, and testing you. And that's the real challenge here. You know, when you start saying, I have anxiety, I have depression, or I have problems setting boundaries with people, something super general like that. Um, just the way the world works, the way the, the, I guess the way God himself works, I just don't know. Whoever's up there, <laughs> setting boundaries will be part of like your week to week, month to month experience post admitting that to yourself. 
Isn't that crazy? I hate that. I really do hate that. But I think, you know, when we talk about boundaries and get more in depth in it, it this is like a, it would, it'll be like a fair warning to everybody, to anybody who, you know, believes that this is a good way to go about with their relationships, their families, you know, um, it, it's nice to have like a little caution sign before you get to that bumpy road, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Yeah, happiness is is yours and yours alone. Okay, you can create it. It's possible to create it. You know, what I, I just I can't explain it sometimes. I I know that there's going to be days that are hard, which makes life not too happy. But I also I haven't it's like that sinkingness, that emptiness, that void that is so easy to come by if you have depression, um, it just kind of softens the blow when you fall into these pits or these voids. It softens the blow for you, lets you feel everything your body wants you to feel, everything your mind wants you to feel. And then slowly, you just lift on out of there. I can't explain it more than that. That is the experience that I have received um, because of this just new perspective and new way of thinking about literally every aspect of my life. It is so overwhelming, but now it's so much nicer to have a little bit more clarity of my mind and what is going on within me. Because before, you know, I, I hope I can be relating to you and, and in a way right now, um, life it just spirals out of nowhere and then you don't know what to hold on to because nothing seems to ground you and you are just traveling down that spiral and you are in these sinkholes for days at a time, no way out. And next thing you know, you would just pop right out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you just dread until the next one comes. This, this opening of my eyes, you know, going to therapy, um, incorporating marijuana into my regimen, um, you know, meditating, like, what? Who am I? Who is that? Because of all these things that I've been trying to build upon for myself, it's just, the things just get more clear. I don't, Everything just becomes more clear and raw and not nice, but it's just what it is, you know? It can get hard, but you know that it's going to get good. And when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, it's also good, you know? That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for a moment I've been waiting for this feeling of release, but a release that's not like a magic trick where this release happens and then everything disappears and it's like, wow, magic. This is a release in which your body is more like a fixed faucet and you can turn on it, you can turn it off, you can do whatever you want to this faucet. But the thing is, sometimes this faucet turns on and instead of running over and turning off, you just kind of have to let it run itself. And it'll keep going. But giving 
it that time to do so. And eventually it'll stop. Feeling things, giving that time for yourself to feel those things, appreciating that you can feel these things. And, and you know, not, and, and not preparing, but looking ahead once you're out of these, these voids and these pits, looking ahead and being like, you know, it's going to happen again, but when it does, I'll be ready. It, it's, there's no fear in that tone of voice. There is no fear in that statement. You're just accepting of what is going to happen next. And I think that plays into absolute happiness of your own life and the content and, and being content with who you are, where you are at this very moment. You'll have moments where you'll feel like you aren't content and that you aren't happy about this moment in time. But then if you have, if you allow yourself to, to reflect on that and really ask yourself, well, is this a, a me just being, you know, just wanting kind of other things other than what I have and looking at other people's lives and wishing it was mine? Or do I generally have this discontent about where I am? That's a good point. I guess, you know, and please, like, I am literally just starting out on this journey. <laughs> okay. So I may not understand exactly everything, but I'm telling you that I am so willing to learn that I think what I needed to do first is learn about myself and then travel forward. You know, I'm a people, I'm a grade A people pleaser because of, you know, how I addressed guilt, how I addressed worthiness as a child, you know, like that I am, I need to people please. I need to do all these nice things for people because one, I want to, and I think it would be nice for them, but two, because, you know, that is what is expected of me and that's totally fine. But sometimes I get a little stressed out. Hello. I am here. I have any twins out there. It's you're you're not alone. <laughs> I you know quick shout out to all the friends that I've made throughout my life who were just apps. They knew exactly who they were, exactly who they were, fresh out the womb, and they were hundred percent down to tell you anytime, and they were hundred percent ready to defend you anytime, and speak up for you. And challenge someone who's challenging them, not falling into peer pressure. Like, like those are the gems that I really, you know, I reflect on as an adult now because I looked up to them and I was like, wow, they're, they're my same age as me, but they're so, they're so there. They got themselves to a T and, you know, maybe they have their own set of issues, but the one issue that they don't have, but I have is that they're confident in who they are. They know who they are. And they're not letting anybody else decide what makes them them, what makes them content, what makes them happy, what makes them, you know, joy, feel, feel joy, what makes them, makes them do a backflip, man. Those people were definitely the ones who almost left little baby seeds in my brain so that by this time as an adult, there's a full grown tree in my head. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was sorry. 
listen, I have more to learn about happiness, but this is just what I've kind of concluded that happiness is to me. You know, doing what you can, doing the things that you enjoy, what brings you joy, you know, getting rid of the negativity, getting rid of toxicness, and just completely full send it on the side of awesome. <laughs> just keep on going, full stream ahead, you know? There's, I um, was talking, actually, before we end today, I have a couple things that um, I have to, I have to put in here, um, is that I'm on TikTok, and it is a joyous time, but I made a video of something that I wanted to also incorporate in these episodes, and mainly it was the idea that if you approach everything and anything, okay, um, that happens right to your life. I'm just talking mediocre things, inconveniences, you know, more not so, and I'm talking about just like anything and everything. Okay. Um, general, <clears throat> if you come to that table, that crossroad with the phrase to reply as a reaction, that's sick. The phrase that's sick. Life's not as messy as you think. I know this sounds crazy. Say a parking ticket. You get a parking ticket. You were literally just in the store for like a second. You came out parking ticket. Now you owe the city or whatever city you're in 30 bucks because you, you exceeded the time limit or you parked illegally or what have you. And like, instead of saying, what am I going to do? You know, like, <laughs> getting so mad. Um replying in your head or out loud, whatever, that's sick or sick, you know, like one, if it's a thing that is, is an inconvenience or is a, you know, not so much of an awesome thing. And I say it anyways, it all allows myself to get more mad or to laugh a little bit because I say sick, funny, because why not say it like that? gives myself an opportunity and a way out before I overthink the crap out of it. Or I, you know, stay on the fact that, you know, this is happening because of A, B, and C, and then other things happen this day, and I'm absolute trash. By the end of the day, that is where I'm at. You know, like, I don't want to do that. Sometimes I'm able to kind of decipher when I can pull this, this card trick out, but sometimes I can't, and that's okay. But on the days that I can and the instances that I can, I am proud of myself because that is me taking care of myself and being prepared, you know, and asking myself, are you sure? Before fully sending it into a spiral. So there, there's that idea. And um, to end, we usually end the, the episodes with tell me something good, you know, like that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I forgot to ask my friends and family. But here's an opportunity here. Um, I'm going to tell you something for, for me, okay? And then, um, I don't know. I'm going to... I'm going to ask you, whoever you are, to tell me. That's it. If you want to, cool. That, I, that'd be wonderful I could, if I could hear from 
one person, that would be wonderful. Absolutely incredible. (laughs) So tell me something good. What did you do for yourself? What are you proud of today? What gives you joy today? What are you grateful for? Literally anything, but I want you to boil it down to the fact that you did something for yourself and it made you feel good to be you. That's what I that's what I mean when I say, you know, what did you do for you? And I think to be honest when I, you know, ask this question to my friends and, you know, acquaintances, you know, all over Instagram and Facebook, I don't get a lot of feedback because I, you know, maybe it is a sad realization that no one really does stuff for themselves or, you know, regards a healthy relationship with themselves as something that is, you know, a priority. Like, I don't, I don't know if other people are, or if this is a shared mentality or if it's just me and a few other people. Um, but it makes me genuinely happy when I see people do those things for themselves because I know that struggling is, is, is just the worst. Experiencing some shitty ass depressive episodes is not fun and it is hard. It is bottom of the barrel. There is nothing left. You are a shell of a person by the time that you are done experiencing this moment.